I'm taking just a brief moment to tell you about Anchor, which is the platform that I am using to record my podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. And who doesn't want free? There are also certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your iPhone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and have fun doing it. Hi, everybody. How are you? So looks like I'm going to be at it by myself again tonight. Unfortunately, now Melinda, my co-host, is sick and... I don't want to keep you guys waiting on these reviews for the Christmas movies, so I'm going to go ahead and start with tonight's movie. Uh, It's called A A Princess for Christmas, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. I'm only going to be on here about a half hour, so it won't take as long. I've got notes, 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 okay, because without it co-host is kind of hard like they kind of guide you so first of all um it is by michael um damien which if i remember right years ago was he in young and restless i think as phyllis newman's first husband i believe i believe I didn't even check that out. So don't don't go by what I just said. Okay. Anyway, the movie itself is about a young woman um, who travels to Europe to stay in a beautiful castle for the holidays as the invitation of an estranged relative and finds herself falling for a dashing princess. Um, It stars Roger Moore, Katie McGrath, Sam Hugan, Charlotte Salt, Leela DeMesa, and Travis Turner. Okay. Um, Oh, and just so you know, tomorrow it's going to be on the Hallmark Channel at 3 a.m. But you know what? You guys could be from somewhere else. So that's uh, 3 a.m. Central Time for me. Okay. So, Jules. Um, in the role is aunt is the aunt and that's Katie McGrath and then her nephew is Milo and her niece is Maddie and so what happens is her sister Jewel's sister which they don't remember them ever saying her name but her sister and her husband I believe were killed in a car accident. So they don't talk about it. It's not a dark part in the movie. Um, It just shows that she's raising these two kids who 
um, don't have any other relatives that they know of. And these two kids are pretty on me <laughs> to be nice. Anyway, um, all of a sudden, this is kind of like one of the other ones. I think a crown for Christmas is what we did one on. Yeah, um, it's kind of like that. So, except um, she's not hired as a governess. She basically has custody of her niece and nephew and she's raising them. And what happens is this butler from uh, the Duke of Castleberry Hall shows up at her door and tells her that her and the two kids are invited to the Duke's um, Castleberry Hall for Christmas. And they have no idea who this is. And he explains to them that it's their grandfather. Which they didn't know they had a grandfather. The kids didn't. Um, so Jules does know that her sister was married to a prince. Um, but they were never accepted because her sister was not of a royal family. And so when they were killed in a car accident, um, there, was, there was no need to even contact that royal family. Okay, so Christmas is around the corner and they do, the kids do wanna meet their grandfather. So they do go to, you know what? Do I even know what country that's in? Let me see. Let me see what information I can find out about. That's the overview. Oh gosh. I might as well tell you right now that it's on Amazon Prime, Netflix, if you have a subscription, YouTube, um, it's $4.99. Apple TV, it's $4.99. Voodoo, it's $4.99 to rent. But again, it's on Hallmark Channel at 3 a.m. Central Time if you want to watch it. Um, the reviews are pretty good. They, most of them have five points, but it's overall 4.2. Hmm. Wow, let me see something here. Is it gonna go into a video? Okay, so I'm gonna put, where is the castle? Because I don't remember them saying, unless it's, if there's some place called Castleberry, I know it's in another country. Okay, so it says the Castleberry Castle is actually 
Peel's Castle, the Royal Palace of the Romanian Kings, which can be found in Sinea, Romania. Interesting. See, you probably wouldn't have even known that if I hadn't done this review. Okay, so anyway, um, it so they arrive at the castle, and of course, these two, so Milo and Maddie um, are both shown to their rooms, and Maddie's got this beautiful big princess bedroom that she's super excited about. She's a darling little girl. I believe she's probably around between five and seven. I don't know that they ever said her age. Milo, though, seems like a preteen, maybe 12. Um, again, I don't believe they ever said an age. And he's shown to his room, which is made up all of nights. It's a very nice room, but it doesn't have a TV. And what I didn't tell you was that um, right, he, well, I did tell you that they were both kind of naughty, mischievous, all that kind of stuff, but he got in trouble. He was always fighting and he got in trouble right before this butler arrived to invite them for Christmas. And so, so Aunt Jules grounded him from the, from the TV. So now when he, when they arrive at the castle and he's brought to his room and it's this big, beautiful room with knights all over the place and stuff. He like thinks it's like, wow. Um, and then he asks a butler, the butler says, is, is the room okay? And he said, yeah, where's the TV? Which I guess in the castles, they didn't have TVs. But whenever part of, so these two kids would have still been royalty. Just their mother wasn't. And so whenever royalty asked for something, they get it. And so the butler, of course, like, went like this, like, oh boy. But um, he, I, he, he intended on getting him this TV. Okay, so then Jules, um, she goes into her room, which is like that of a princess, but a, a princess of an older age. So little Maddie's room is like every little girl's dream with, with all the pinks and little girl stuff. And Jules' room is like a true princess with a it's just beautiful, a great big beautiful bed and um, a makeup stand with a big mirror and everything's in white. It's very pretty. Okay, so right off the bat, um, there's Mrs. Birch, who is kind of over all the household. And again, she's very standoffish and uh, straightforward and no nonsense and you can tell she disagrees already with Jules. Um, and then we have Miss Abigail, who is looking, gonna be like, not a governess, but she's supposed to be watching after um, Maddie. And then Floyd the butler has the job of watching out for Milo. So, um, you know, maybe, 
maybe um, Jill's room looked more like a queen's room would. Anyway, so in comes Ashton. And Ashton was married to her sister's brother. And instantly I see an attraction. I see. Um, so they start off being bad. Um, they're, they're called in for dinner. And of course that was her name. I didn't like her a bit. I just said her name. Oh, Mrs. Birch. She like, you know, gave all the rules, like you're on time for everything. Um, you're dressed appropriate, all the things that they do in royalty. So they start off right away being late for dinner. She did, Jules did, you know, gather up the kids in time and they were like trying to run through the whole castle because they hadn't been given an actual tour. So they didn't know where the dining room was. Um, so they're like running up and down these halls and then they pass the formal dining room and then they er, scoot back and then stand up straight. It's kind of funny too. It's a comedy, comedy, drama, romance, feel good. Anyway, as soon as the grandfather sees them like stand up straight when they stop at the doorway, he says, oh boy. <laughs> okay. Um, the dinner table doesn't go so well. The, the kids um, don't have the mannerisms of royalty. The grandfather really um, has no desire for Christmas. He doesn't like Christmas. Um, he's old and gruff and not in a good mood ever. But with little Maddie, you can't help but laugh at her and she's she's just the most adorable little thing um so i he does like kind of smile at a couple things that she does milo is a different story he's first of all not wanting to be there he's mad that he didn't get a tv yet you know he's still grounded and all the things so um and i believe there were from so Jules and Milo and Maddie were from Buffalo, New York. So that was a long ways from home. Um, anyway, so Milo goes, he like leaves the table early, doesn't excuse himself or anything. He just gets up and leaves and he goes up to his room and there's the butler putting up his big screen TV above his fireplace. But Jules, chases after Milo because of his bad behavior. So she walks in the room right after and sees the butler putting his TV in. And she's like, oh, no, take that down. And Milo's like, what? She said, you're grounded from the TV. And he's like, but that was back in Buffalo. And she's and it's here too for two days. So uh, she continued, even though they were assigned, the, the kids were assigned somebody to watch them, she continued to be not their mother, but their guardian. And I'll get into that. Okay, so Milo gets the TV taken away. Um, and then 
he becomes better with Jules, but they have this talk. Like he yells at her um, because he thinks she's trying to be, take the place of his mother. And she specifically told him she wouldn't want to be his mother because she was mad at the way he was talking to her, but she didn't mean like anything bad about her sister. She just meant that he was acting in a, in a behavior way that she didn't approve of. And she didn't like to have to always be the bad guy, basically, but they talked that out. And so things got better between them. Um, Maddie is worried about grandfather and if her mommy and daddy were treated bad. So she's, been asking a lot of questions. Um, and Jules is really good about explaining how the royal family, family works and stuff, but then how kind that her mom and dad were. And I guess her dad was, um, he didn't really want to be a prince and he didn't care about lots of money. He fell in love with who he fell in love with. And so he, you know, went against the royal family, um, but he had a lot of caring for people in general. Um, and so while they're having this talk, Jules and Maddie, Maddie says, do you think my dad would have forgiven his dad for being like that? And she said, absolutely. And so then Maddie in her cute little voice says, do you think I should forgive my grandfather? And Jules agrees that she should. She says, it'll be okay to forgive your grandfather. And you can probably hear my notes. Um, how am I doing so far? Okay, so Jules, the one thing as they walk through the castle is there's nothing, absolutely nothing. And it's just days before Christmas. There's no kind of Christmas decorations up anywhere. The place is just really cold, not cold as far as chilled. Just, you know, every everything is spotless. In fact, Jules slips and falls on the waxed floors, like every time she walks down the steps. And I do have to check my time. Okay. So anyway, um, so th that part's funny uh, whenever she falls because she was warned about the, the waxed floors. Um, anyway, so Jules wants to make the castle seem like Christmas, uh, but the Duke is totally, which is a grandfather, is totally against even a tree. Like she talks to him about it and he said, absolutely not. Well, she's determined to get one anyway. And so they went into the village. She took the two kids with her and they went into the village. And while Maddie, so Milo is still not into all this grandfather thing and being at the castle and away from home and all the things. And so when they get to the um nursery where I don't even think it's a nursery but a tree farm whatever to pick out a tree so Maddie is super excited and so is Jules and they're like come on Milo let's let's go get a tree and he says no I think I'll sit back 
or I'll stand back here and wait for you. So in the meantime, Maddie and Jules start looking at these trees and they're all happy and having fun and there's snow all over the place. And so um, Milo was just kind of standing looking around and all of a sudden, and I don't quite remember, but I think in this village, it was full of orphan. There was an orphanage that was right in the village. And when they walked by it, if I remember correctly, Maddie said, look, and maybe the building had something about orphanage on it, but she said, there's orphans here, just like me and Milo's. And uh, so she made that comment. So they must've been around orphans. And so as Milo is waiting for them, all of a sudden he gets hit um, between his knee and his ankle with a soccer ball. So there were some kids out there playing soccer, some boys. And so he yelled, hey, and he looked up to see who would hit him. And he went like straight up to that boy. And he said, you need to tell me you're sorry right now. And the guy's quite a bit taller than him. And he's probably a couple years older, but he stands up to him and he says, and how are you going to make me? And they get into a fist fight. Oh boy. So, of course, uh, there's a lot of racket going on. In the meantime, you know, Jules and um, Maddie can, can hear all that, but they've got the tree that's being delivered. They're, they're taking care of that. They go get Milos and uh, yeah, so he comes, he comes back with them to the castle and the butler, of course, meets them and with a bag of ice. So either he was with them and in the background, but I don't, I didn't, I don't remember seeing him. So somehow he knew when they came in to have an ice bag, or she might have even said when they were walking back through the kitchen, grab an ice bag. Anyway, he, he gives an ice bag and then they kind of talk about, um, Is it Mylon or Mylis? Oh my gosh, am I doing this wrong the whole time? No, it is Milo, okay. Didn't realize I was off that much. See why I need my co-host? Well, anyway, you can tell that that um, Milo's is just a very bitter person, period. So back at the castle, Ashton and Jules has a brief conversation about fox hunting. And that's because after she had taken care of the kids and put them to bed, she and, and they all went to bed or whatever early in the morning when it was still dark she heard some commotion outside and so she got up out of her bed and ran to the window and there was Ashton and a couple of other men all in their night's gear and with their guns and stuff and then a very pretty lady who she didn't know who was and they were all you know dressed in their gear 
And she must have known something about royalty because she she figured out that they were going fox hunting. Okay, so when when he gets back, he tries to Ashton, he tries to make conversation with her. And she ends up kind of cold to him. And then he asks what's wrong. And she tells him that she doesn't agree with killing foxes. Is that a word even? Or do you just say fox? Okay, well, anyway, we're not going to make any judgments here. So they have this conversation and he doesn't agree with it either. In fact, he doesn't do it at all. And so she's like, oh, she started smiling. Then she's like, so if you didn't go fox hunting, what do you do? And uh, I think he says they just make the rides and then they make sure that everything's okay on the grounds. Okay, well now it is tree decorating time. And Jules with cute little Maddie ends up talking the grandfather into helping. But that's not after, first of all, the grumpy old household lady walks in and she says, what are you doing? You were told that you could not have a tree. And Jules says, let's have a talk. Now this, I'm not looking at notes because this is from my memory. Um, so understand, I watched the movie twice, but I got into it so much that I wasn't really taking notes the first time. And the second time I just wrote down little bits and pieces so I wouldn't forget. Um, but I won't forget the movie. I've just been watching so many. Okay. Anyway, so um, she she tells, what was that lady's name again? Oh, Mrs. Birch. You guys, you have to remind me, Mrs. Birch. How can I remember that? Mrs. Birch, Mrs. Birch. Okay. And I've only got like three minutes left. So I got to hurry. So Mrs. Birch, um, you know, is insistent that they're not supposed to be doing this. And Jules has a conversation with her saying, do, do you, did you ever have children? She said, no. Did you have siblings? No. And she says, then you don't understand how important this is to children. And oh, in the meantime, way back when, Maddie was convinced that there was no such person, Santa. Um, or was trying to be was trying to be convinced by other kids, and she just wouldn't believe it. Milo, her brother, um, I think he might have teased her a little bit about it, but never really confirmed it. Okay, so in the meantime, Mrs. Birch has a breakdown. Oh, <laughs> and tells about this awful childhood she has. And they comfort her. So the butler and Jules, you know, did I did I ever say the butler's name? I don't even think I don't even think I remembered what his name was hmm. or what they called him. Oh, well, that part doesn't matter. The butler was nice. So they um, they they pat her on the back. They say it's all going to be OK. And then she like says, you know what? 
I'm going to help too. So she's helping. So she's helping. The butler's helping the two kids and they're all decorating the tree and in walks grandfather. And he said, I thought I told you no Christmas tree. And I believe Ashton was in on it too. I think he walked in and he started helping. Yes, because he found an ornament that was um, his father's. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, so it's it's actually Maddie who convinces the grandpa to grandfather. God forbid if I said grandpa, uh, the grandfather to help them with the tree. And he's saying, I'm having no such thing to do with Christmas. And she walks over and she's holding his ornament. And she says, do you remember this? How about if you put this one on there? And he has a memory of the ornament. And it was apparently a custom back when he was growing up. And so he starts helping them and enjoys it. So they, so they decorate this big, beautiful Christmas tree. Okay. In the meantime, the Duke has gotten then into the Christmas spirit and he's decided the next day when he wakes up that he's going to have the Christmas ball. Okay, so in, in that being said, everybody's invited to the Christmas ball and he did ask Ashton to make his guest list. Um, so I don't believe that Jules had brought anything for a ball. She wasn't even considering that, but there was a dress found in a closet and so the maids and now the, um, this is, what's her name? <laughs> I'll probably never ever get it because I just didn't like her demeanor. But Mrs. Birch, gosh, you guys, you should be, you should be, this should be live and you guys should be putting it's Mrs. Birch. Uh, but anyway, um, so Mrs. Birch is, you know, pull, she pulled it out and then the uh, housekeeper was looking at it and she's like, oh, there's like, you know, it was, it was falling apart and some stuff like this. And she said, it's okay, I can fix it. Well, she ends up ruining it when she goes to iron it and she, and she gets a great big hole in it. Um, Something happens in the meantime, though. Let's see what I can do. Well, while they're doing that, Ashton pulls Jules aside and he says, so, and this I think was when they were walking out of the, the room after decorating the tree, because it was the ballroom. He said, we... I have to teach you how to waltz, which she was totally against, had never waltzed before. And so they do and have a wonderful time. And she's kind of clumsy at first, but she does learn how to do it. 
Um, Duke also, as he's having a conversation with Ashton, Ashton um, about the Christmas or the all guest list, is talking about um, people on the guest list. And then also says that he needs his grandchildren to learn some culture. So Maddie chooses ballet and Milo chooses guitar lessons. And it's really quite funny because the guitar lessons are all in like hard rock band music and whatever. And so the, okay, I'm gonna have to just take a brief pause. So anyway, in the meantime, everybody's like dancing to this fast uh, hard rock music that they're back there with the guitar and the waltzing turns into this fun dancing that uh, the other, the, the Prince Ashton, he, uh, yeah, he's not very good at it, but he's pretty funny watching them. And in walks... I'm assuming it was the woman who was to become his princess, a course arranged. And she's very prim and proper and she like stops the whole thing or whatever. And, and, and then, so everything stopped. And then what I didn't tell you, cause I won't tell you everything, but Somewhere in the beginning, when Milas is walking around the castle, he finds this door that is locked and he can't get in. He's opening like every door as he's walking through the castle to see what it's about. And this one door is just locked. And I think he, I think I remember him even asking several people why is this locked and nobody ever answered him. And him being mischievous as he is, um, after this scene of them uh, getting their little party of their cultural learning broken up by this snobby lady, um, he breaks into this room. So he picks the lock. And he finds all these things of his dad's. So it apparently had been his dad's room. Well, Ashton was walking by and saw him in there. And so he goes in and he's like, what are you doing in here? To make that long story short, they have a very long conversation about his father and why his grandfather um, is so bitter, and I guess his grandfather was very, very close with his father, and I don't know that they ever even said his name, like his dad's name, but the younger Ashton wasn't as close because the older brother was always the one that his dad favored, um, 
And so when, when his older brother went and married out of royalty and then his grandfather had to disown him, even though that made Ashton next in line, didn't make his grandfather happy. And then when he, um, when his son was killed in the accident, I believe that's what it was, um, he was angry and hurt because he had never reunited with his son. So that's where all the bitterness came from. And that happened to be around Christmas. So that was why he never had Christmas again or celebrated Christmas. So that's when we find that out. Anyway, um, so Milas breaks into the locked door scene in the beginning, which actually belonged to his father come to find out his father was a champion archer. And I did not, I forgot to tell you that. So Ashton did take Milos out um, to teach him some archery. And he was really bad at it at first, but he kept getting better. And that was him just trying to, you know, get closer with his nephew. Um, so his father was a champion archer. Um, Milos talked to Ashton about his father and the anger was brought out. And, and then after they talked all that out and why, why Milas was so angry, why grandpa was so, grandfather was so angry and the whole deal. Um, then Milas was happy. Um, he knew the real thing about his dad. He understood why his grandfather was so grumpy and he also forgave them and then Ashton said you know what for now on this door stays open so the reason it was stayed closed was because grandpa grandfather didn't want to have memories come up all the time okay now we got to get to the dress oh no now the dress that Jules was supposed to wear to the ball to the ball has been ruined and Jules decides it's a sign that she's not supposed to go. But I need to back up. When, um, when, she, when she was like walking around the house, put some, fixing some little stuff, like she found a, a clock on a table in the hallway that was, um, it was like a miniature clock with a swing on it. And the swing didn't work anymore. So she stopped and she was fixing it. And when, and in the meantime, that was when Ashton and his grandfather was having the discussion about who to invite to the ball and stuff. And she overheard words that were spoken, which she took as it meant her. And that was that she and and it was just she um isn't good enough and has no business being at the ball and so she thought they were talking about her and she never told them about it she just decided that she wasn't going to go then and so um it's time for the ball she doesn't know anything about the dress. 
and she's decided to go back to Buffalo. She tells the children they can stay until after Christmas and stuff, but she just feels like it's time for her to go back to Buffalo. So, so she packs all of her bags and she leaves, making them promise not to tell anybody what she's done until after the ball. Um, well, in the meantime, the staff put all their money together to go buy her a ball gown, which was really cool. That's how these staff become as, as, as a big family. And so that was really cool. Okay, so the, the ball has actually started and Jules is just getting ready to get on a train to go back to, I don't know how you take a train from what did I say, Romania or something, some country, all the way to Buffalo, New York, but you must have to take a train so far across the country to get to the airlines. I don't know, because <laughs> we know or else a boat. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure it was a plane. Anyway, uh, you know, they don't talk about that stuff. But so the kids are with their grandfather standing next to him, looking really nice and stuff. And Ashton's future wife that he doesn't even like um, is dressed just okay. She doesn't have this fancy ball gown on or anything. She's just okay. And she's there being her snotty self, which, which Ashton immediately said, I need to take, I need to talk to you. And so he goes and he talks to her and he tells, he asks her if she's happy and if she's excited about becoming the princess. And she says, well, of course I am. And he said, but are you really happy? Like, are you even in love with me? And she says, what is love anyway? What does that have to do with it? Anyway, he says, that's what I thought. And he breaks it off with her. And they don't really go into a big deal about that, but he breaks it off with her. Okay, so he goes back down to the ball. And so does she, she just like, she like stomps out of the room, but she's still, you know, going to be at the ball, but he wasn't like supposed to propose to her at the ball or anything. It was just supposed to be her date. Okay. So as they're standing, everybody kind of stands in line as people are brought in and, and announced with a ball. And so they're kind of just watching that. And the staff finds Jules just as she's getting on the train. And they're like, oh, come here, come here. We got to show you something. And this is from the driver's car. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she said, and uh, it was Mrs. What was her name? The, the lady that I don't like. <laughs> I can't believe how many times I've forgotten this name. Is it? I want to say Stickler because she's a stickler but it, i'm sure it's not that well so what was it why aren't you guys telling me birch <laughs> let's see if i think of a birchwood tree maybe that'll help me i probably won't even have to say her name again right <laughs> okay so anyway um mrs birch is the one that's actually saying come on come on there's something in the car that you have to get and so she's like, I'm going to miss my train. She's like, come on, you got to get it. And so as she, you know, sticks her head in there, she sees this box and she's like, what is this? And they kind of shove her in. 
and they and then she opens a box and you know she doesn't pull it all out but she can see that it's a beautiful gown and they said you're going to the ball so they take her and she gets dressed and then the next thing you know the butler announces miss jules from buffalo and she's walking down the steps and she looks gorgeous and Ashton is watching her the whole way. The grandfather is watching her the whole way, very proud. And I have to take a person, a, a break here and give a advertisement. So I'll be right back. So anyway, we get to the ball and she is inter introduced as Miss Jules from Buffalo, New York. And like I said, uh, the grandfather looked at her and smiled. Um, and then he looked at his little granddaughter and said, well, I guess it's time for us to dance. Would you like to? And she said, yes. And so they're out there dancing and all the couples are dancing and stuff. And Jules is just standing on the sideline um, watching with a smile on her face. And then pretty soon Ashton comes up and he asks her to dance. And they dance, which the other wicked lady that was eventually going to marry him, which didn't care a bit about him, wasn't jealous or anything. She just was, um, I guess, embarrassed. Well, she wanted to be a princess really bad. Um, I think she was just embarrassed. So in between times, she was looking up, doing a background check on Jules and the kids. So while the grandfather is doting over watching his son Ashton be happy with Jules and his two grandkids are out there dancing, having fun and stuff. He's just in the best of moods. She, she comes up and she says, I have an announcement to make. And she um, proceeds to try to embarrass not, not just Jules and Miles and Maddie, but the grandfather and starts telling her all the trash that she found on, on them. And it's really cool. The, the Duke stands up to her and he absolutely admires Jules and says that she's a better lady than you could ever think of being. And then she went and stormed out of the ball. And Jules was looked up at Ashton. He said, you know, when you overheard my grandfather and I talking, you missed the part where he said how much of a lady you were. And, and how much he had grown to admire you, but you also missed that he was talking about, and then he pointed to this wicked older woman that was nosy and judgmental and everything who was going, wow, 
And he said, that's who he was talking about. And just then the grandfather went up to that lady because he could hear her bad mouthing, you know, gossiping about the kids and Jules and said, get out of my ball. So um, that's basically how the movie ends. Um, it doesn't really show a like these two getting together, living happily ever after. Um, the whole struggle in the um, movie that they're having is mostly Milas with his bitterness um, about losing his parents and his uh, so misbehaving and uh, anyway um, that struggle and then the struggle of forgiveness and both of those were resolved. So one of them was resolved by them finally talking about his father with his uncle Ashton and figuring out why his grandfather was so bitter. And his grandfather, through his grandchildren, um, could see their dad in him and um began to forgive him and also forgive himself for not reconciling with him before he died so and little maddie didn't really have any issues and jules really didn't have issues either i mean she missed her sister never talked about what happened to her parents so it wasn't dark it was, there was a lot of comedy in it with the mischievousness and um, with the kids and with Jules, you know, going, going behind the rules of the royalty and so on and so forth. But um, in all, I think that it's a, a very good movie. I think it's made for both men and women and children to watch. So um, I would rate it a five. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and end this so I can get to the next movie to watch. And I'm going to give you just a little bit of information about me. I am uh, a podcaster who actually does my regular podcast on life struggles. And the people that I interview is always somebody that has some kind of life struggle. And so they, they talk about what that life struggle is. And then if they have conquered it, how they have conquered it. And it's been very interesting. And I've been doing it for the past nine months. Uh, very interesting on how many people um, have issues that nobody else thinks they have. And in doing these, my hope has always been that somebody will see themselves in somebody that I interview. And 
that has, I think, been helping. I've gotten a lot of comments from people that said, thank you so much. I can actually understand what that person was going to, and it really helped me, and I'm going to find a therapist. And so my whole reason for doing this on Life Struggles is to help people not feel alone in their struggles, because if we would be truthful, I don't care how much money you have, how much luck in loving forever, the same person staying in the same relationship you are, whatever it is, there's always some kind of struggle in our lives. And so keep watching. Uh, please share, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you want to just listen to my podcast, um, I am on Spotify and Google and Apple and Spreaker and I'm on Twitter. So you can, if you need to reach out to me, if there's a struggle that you would like to tell me about and share your struggle with, you can find me mostly on Instagram under struggle uh, winner, or you can type in Christy Collier, that's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, and then C-O-L-L-I-E-R, and then struggle winner should come up. You can DM me and uh, tell me that you'd like to tell me what your life struggle is and how you're resolving that. And I would love to have some, some different ones. So, and please, um, if you're listening on Spotify, um, usually I ask a question or a poll. So answer those and give me some reviews, hopefully some uh, five stars. Also, um, I'm only going to be, how many more days do we have? 18, 19, 20, 20, 20. We have six more days. So probably only get three more movies and Christmas movies and to do podcasts about. And then we'll be going back to our regular Life Struggle podcast. So um, thanks for listening and for giving me the idea to review these movies during the Christmas season. And if I don't see you again, Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.